0: how can I have spiritual integrity with my sex life, you know? And, like, that doesn't have to look like I'm a fucking Puritan. So that's why I'm I'm curious to ask other people about what their experience is with it, you know? What What does others' healing look like? Hey, everybody, this is Rose. And this is Louisa. And you're
1: listening to... Sober Sex. I made a promise to myself to stop not listening. What it looks like now is that I make conscious choices around my sexuality. It started with putting down the substances, really, and starting to listen. And the listening to my body has changed. Hello, everybody. It's Welcome to season two, season two. Oh my God. I can't believe we had a whole season. We just made up time so we yeah. can do what the fuck we want.
0: Basically.
1: <laughs> like this could be season 20. Who knows? So no, it's, it's season two. Season <laughs> yeah. New season. Wrap this shit up. Totally. Totally. And what a year that was. And what a year to wrap. Thank God. Not the time's illusion anyway. 2021. What's what does terrible? that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not all we're going to talk about I am super stoked that we're doing we're starting season two with a hosties episode much like how we started season one just to well so much has changed for both of us and I think personally I want us to just say that having this conversation holding space for this conversation not that we're professing to be experts has really Yeah, not experts have I've just learned so much I don't know about you like the evolution process over the last six months of doing season one has been um eye-opening uncomfortable at times I'm not gonna lie and um and incredibly informative what about you Lou
0: I'm just like (laughs) I realise that I love talking about this stuff like I love these are my favorite conversation topics and it's like what a kind of gluttonous pleasure to speak to people Mm -hmm. I adore and admire (laughs) about Mm -hmm. and ask questions that you're normally not kind of supposed to ask about stuff that you're not supposed to talk about in good company and be received with so much kind of authenticity and integrity and humor and vulnerability it's like it's been such a delight to like do this with you so I'm so excited that we're still doing it (laughs)
1: Yeah, it is really exciting. It has been. I mean, I just I just feel like I've learned so much and it's expanded my, what I thought I was kind of, not woke about in this subject, but I thought I had like a basic grasp, right? Or just like, I was like, yeah, intimacy down, you know, sexuality, very open-minded. There we go. And then you just realize like the realms in which I've had to like look at my own stuff through it, through what it's brought up has been, um fantastical really and um and yeah eye-opening to say the least
0: yeah and I mean I like as you said I kind of assumed that because I was sober I had like I knew what intimacy was or I knew what kind of spirituality in this area was and it's like it keeps unfolding and it keeps unlocking and this idea that it's like oh it's it's not a fixed point it's like a step it's not a static space, it's like a constantly moving target, which is great, but also challenging, because I'm like, fuck, it's so humbling.
1: Totally. Yeah, I really felt like that. I was really like, okay, I thought it was just like, as sort of wised up on the subject as I could be. And then I just realized like, this is never going to stop. This is infinite. And as long as I keep evolving as a woman and as a sober woman and as a woman in recovery in so many different areas, like this is going to change with me as I grow and hormones get crazy and weird and different as well. Like I have to remain present in this. Or
0: explicitly not. (laughs) You know, it's just like, here's an option. But um, like... (laughs) You know, it's interesting that, like, you talk about as I continue to evolve, like, and and realizing that part of that evolution is, is the, like, surrender of the idea that it's personal, even, because, like, I'm seeing that kind of through our conversations that it's actually, like, as you've mentioned, kind of in your professional life, that it's actually, like, very political, you know, that we're Mm. talking about, like, body hierarchies and rape culture, and what is modern feminism, and, like, those are, those are questions that speak to me personally but like is my kind of call if I am kind of seeking the will of my higher power in this area like I, I, I'm learning that part of the, the part of the conversation is action and like I'm, I feel very grateful to be kind of in this action with you because it can't it's so easy to just like put it in a drawer you know and be like and this is where oh I my keep my vibrator and, and my and also my thoughts on this <laughs>
1: <laughs> in this very small box yeah oh my god I'm gonna cry because I also you were just doing something really cute you had like two fingers up to your eye as if you were peering through a keyhole an imaginary <laughs> keyhole as you were talking about it I was just like where are you going take us there it was really exciting
0: visual aids for the podcast you too it's, it's also kind of like some like 60s peace sign bullshit <laughs>
1: I well, genuinely you. look like you were doing a fucking like Alice down the rabbit hole. You were like fully going there. I'm like, what is there? Um, <laughs> But yeah, I feel really emotional you saying that because it's cool to hold space with somebody like that you thought you know as well, because I thought like I knew you really well and we were really close and we were really close. And I feel like we've really changed as a result of like hosting this space together and just like being like, oh, wow, this is someone I love and respect more than I even thought I did you know
0: for fucking sure and mutually and also like kind of full disclosure can I talk about our relationship kind of and how it's evolved
1: oh yeah 100% now we're
0: lesbians just kidding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be fun and cool we're both uh, in heterosexual partnerships at present but um yeah no, prior to starting Sober Sex um I had the gift and joy of being Rose's sponsor and yeah <laughs> and we decided mutually to um consciously uncouple from that relationship so we could have a healthier business relationship and I know for me as a result like it's brought up a lot because I think we've actually held ourselves or each other more accountable and we've been more kind of Mm. confrontational than we might have been in that previous uh shape of our relationship and like I'm so fucking grateful for it because I feel like even though I fucking hate conflict and I hate confrontation, like walking through that with you and watching how every time we hit kind of a roadblock, we manage to help each other over it together. Like, I feel like the intimacy. Of our relationship, as are you crying?
1: I'm literally <laughs> no. crying. I'm <And> like also <laughs> just like.
0: But no, it and it's so no, let it let it free, baby. That,
1: uh, <laughs> I'm just but, wailing.
0: But that's it, though. That like, you know, the kind of promise of I not the promise of sobriety, but they talk about like they, who <laughs> the they? God's of twelve step talk about like, you know the the importance of fellowship and I do feel like so much of my journey as a woman in recovery has been to be a woman among women and like I have Mm -hmm. never been in a relationship like this and it's such a crazy gift and it so affirms like my idea that it's possible like to have friendships Mm -hmm. like this especially like same-sex friendships that are challenging Mm -hmm. but like evolving like I didn't know that's how friendship works I'm so fucking like right. amped on it you know it's uh yeah. it's
1: really and powerful. it's taught me a lot it's taught me a lot about like communication which I think is like a huge part of intimacy it turns out you know like and and how to be gentle in that and also what does it look like to be intimate in a you know, in, a, in a, a workspace, even though Lou and I are like, this podcast is our hobby, like it is work, you know what I mean, <laughs> it does take some work, but like, it is fucking fun, like we both love doing it, and like you said, it's like a gluttonous pleasure in that way, it's really exciting, but, um, you know, and how do we, how do we continue that, and so I didn't realize it was going to challenge me in all those ways, when you start a creative project, sometimes you're like, wicked, we'll just bash that together, or whatever, it's going to be a great time. you're like, I'm having a great time on this,
0: I don't like when you're talking yeah. like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, or like yeah, and it's great to learn and have mirrors around um, communication.
0: Well, and and to be vulnerable enough to like ask for needs, you know, which I think I've watched both of us do, and it's like if if I can do it here, then maybe I can do it in my other work relationships or yes. in my romantic partnership, or you know, like it's such a healthy training ground. So if if you're listening yeah. to this and you're like, oh my god, you guys stop like <laughs> jerking yeah, off on each other about friendship.
1: Um, no it's just but hang on a second though friendship has been like I can't underpin like this last year without friendship I'm (laughs) it's gotten me through like and I think so many people can probably relate to that like you suddenly realise what the fuck has been important in this last year and like friendship has been a rock and a cornerstone for me in that you know Um, so yeah I think we can allow each other a little bit of a jerk off honestly
0: (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, Um, not sorry. Or I I keep thinking about that thing that fucking (laughs) Tim Ferriss, (laughs) the most successful podcaster of all time, talked about. (laughs) Some gave me a good tweet. He was like, this is the Infinity War of podcasts. (laughs) Because it was like Brene Brown. What does that mean? It means like it's like the superhero movie where all the superheroes are together.
1: (laughs) Oh, amazing.
0: (laughs) That was like Brene Brown, Tim Ferriss, Dak Shepard. And I think Tim Ferriss, who might be a hyper-capitalist, I can't tell, but I, either way, I like yeah. his podcast. Oops. Um, <laughs> yeah. Said, no way, no way. like, you you become who you hang out with, you know? Like, you become, mm-hmm. like, the five people that you spend the most time with, you are, essentially. <laughs> and I'm fucking stoked it's you. You know, it's, I, that thinking about that has kind of made me shrink my circle a little bit. But, like, I do feel real gratitude for, like, you being mm-hmm. one of those people and the people that we get to talk to. You yes!
1: Know, oh my God! Like
0: being positive. Influences. Not to mention
1: our guests. Our guests. I've been. I mean, let's just talk about that. Some of my highlights. I think we finished season one with an absolute banger. Truly, to meet Jessica Graham and to Graham, the, Graham <laughs> do the Graham Graham thing. <laughs> Jessica Graham, Graham, um, <laughs> Graham. Was, uh, Graham, Graham.
0: To do to speak to,
1: her <laughs> <laughs> um, to speak to her was god and to read her book i'm just i'm still in that i'm just like where are you how do i do one of your courses she was great and um i love what she's doing really exciting also to meet one of your longtime friends gina Turner. she was a lot of fun
0: <laughs> the Devil episode fucking gt shout out
1: <laughs> yeah GT, um but with gt and also, um, yeah, just fucking, it's been wicked. It's just been wicked. I think G- meeting GT and watching you two in action together, somebody had heard so much about, and then just seeing you just, like, turn into this 12-year-old, like, <laughs> with her, <laughs> and then just hear how, like, fun and exciting and interesting she was and, like, how much you share and passion. It was just, like, for me, that was that was when I was like, oh, we're doing this. This is good.
0: This what a joy! I mm-hmm. like I think it's given. Like just to, even just talking about the last two guests that you mentioned, who are like both women that I've known a long time, Gina very closely, and Jessica more as an acquaintance. But like we got to see such a fucking rad spectrum of like sexuality, and especially like because the majority of our guests so far have been female, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, or female. Oh, female. Ian!
1: Let's not forget Ian from Tastemakers. What a delight!
0: He was so good when we woman explained him everything. <laughs> he, was, like, him so
1: he was like, okay. He's like, I'm <laughs> drinking my juices and I'm listening. Like My God. 500
0: green juices lined up in front of me. And <laughs> yeah.
1: It was cool to meet him, too. I really enjoyed his, like, energy that he bought. He was just super curious. And we didn't even get to speak about his kid, which was a bummer. But, so yeah.
0: We'll have to have, I mean, yeah. Like, it made me want to talk to everybody Coming more, back. which is really nice. Yes. But, like, yeah. I, I was talking about the... Antonia episode, uh, yesterday, mm. this idea of like her ability to, um, be a pro dom is based on her like, total boredom around <laughs> male need. Which is kind of, I mean, it's hilarious. Like in an actual intimate relationship partnership, that necessarily wouldn't pan out. But uh, in that role specifically, I was like, that's the most incredible, <laughs>
1: like, um, like representation. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Of, of um, female dominance with this hilarious. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I think back to kind of what we were talking about at the top this idea that, like, I mean, it's a it's a constantly growing like it's about an evolution you know it's not about a fixed state or like one way to do things um and that like the the people that i'm really admiring their views on the subject are are so humble around it you know and like and delighting in the um in the process of like learning more about it you know like both Mm. kind of sobriety, authenticity, creativity, sexuality, like that it can all be a kind of, um, like a, like a full, it's like a a, a total life work, you know, a full Mm. spectrum, um, exploration. And that that's really inspiring. Like it's, uh, like it's made me hungrier to do more exploring and also kind of more like compassionate to that part of me. That's like, I don't have the fucking energy right now. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Mike? Yeah.
1: God, I don't know. I, I, but I don't want to answer that question because I want to ask you where your hunger's taken you. In what realms? <sighs> um. Good. If question. that's not annoying.
0: It's not annoying at all. It's made me think about more like embodiment and like how can I allow the parts of myself that I didn't consider part of my own kind of sexual expression. Like for me, like there's a, like, I didn't, I never let the part of me that's like a re, like super slutty <laughs> to kind of express itself sexually. Cause I was like, that's not who I am. That's not like, I don't know what that part of me looks like. And I read Antonia's book, which is great. And, um, like, she she was so inspiring in her in, in talking about how much she enjoyed like this performative aspect of her sexuality that it made me want to kind of like explore that part of myself and like bring it into the bedroom or whatever and also as I think I mentioned I'm not sure if I mentioned that last episode or in one of the conversations but like we <laughs> we have proudly subscribe to uh x confessions for a subscription oh, for yeah. a year which is like amazing not cheap it's like 80 bucks for a year but i feel like 80 bucks for a year of like ethical kind of feminist porn is great <laughs> so you know because i had never really watched porn with a partner before i didn't really watch porn at all so that's been a fun exciting Oh. God,
1: I love Erica Lust. Thank you, Erica Lust. Will you be a guest one day? If you're hearing this ever in the, <laughs> please.
0: the world, friends of Erica oh, she... Lust, reach out.
1: <laughs> yes, please. Um, amazing, amazing. I love ex Confessions. I've been tapping into that for a little minute. <laughs> Weird pun to use there, but um, <laughs> tapping that shit, <laughs> literally tapping into it. No, I fucking love it because it's. I mean, it takes like the sinister out of the porn and like this can be something I can use as a positive thing in my intimate relationship and in the intimate relationship with myself.
0: Hell yeah. And also I think it's good for being like, oh, that's a really fun idea. That's, and that's like, that's right. hot. I find that viscerally very exciting because I never Same. really watch porn. Like, but, video like this is fucking yeah. boring. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is some artsy, artsy bullshit. Where's the game, guys? <laughs>
1: this, this is one that I like took place by a swimming pool. And I remember just like trying to get my partner involved. And he was just like, this is literally so boring. He was like, this is, and I was like, but it's really," But I, and he was like, but why? And I was trying to, and I was like, actually, I can't really fucking put my finger on it because it is actually really boring. Like this whole thing about these hipsters is hanging out at the swimming pool. Oh wait, was
0: <laughs> that the one that was like? <laughs> like Do you watch that? One? On. I think I watched that. It's way yes. too long. But I realized – it's so long, really boring. It's like you're not watching. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to suck your dick. <laughs> 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 but no, there was one that was like. I like this girl, Apollonia St. Clair, who's like an illustrator. And they did a, a, a movie based on her art because it's like porny. And it was the most fucking boring thing I've ever watched oh, in my no, life. And the guy looked no. like a combination between like a yoga teacher and a cult leader. <laughs> <laughs> Is that my husband? And, so now whenever <laughs> – so no, I mean, he was a redhead. So now whenever, whenever I watch <laughs> – or watch his video game that the, the call leader in the video game looks like this porn. So we're like, Oh, is that that guy? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> anyway. I love it. I love it. I love what it. about your it. hunger? I'm curious. My hunger. Oh,
1: wow. God. Well, I don't really know. Like my hunger and my appetite for sex has been something like managing my expectations around appetite because honestly my libido through the lockdown has been pretty low um it's you know and sort of just thinking about you know and not like analyzing too much about why that is I saw this really good t- Todd Barrett's. Todd, we are stalking you. Get on this goddamn show.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is this episode <laughs> basically a long form list of who the fuck we want to a guests on Sober season two, <laughs> or three or four yeah. or five, whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, like we can stare at the problem too much. And I think there's a tendency, there was a tendency for me in lockdown to like stare a little too hard at stuff because,
0: like, <laughs> what else are you staring at? We're at the, <laughs>
1: Which is great, like, what else, you and know, Sarah? And, like, definitely getting into projects was how I didn't, like, gaze too long at problems that weren't happening, which has been a tendency of mine in the past. You know, I can really get into the narrative or, as a dear friend calls it, script writing mm. around, you know, what's going on or what's my story around us, like, only fucking twice a month or less. And if that's, you know, if people listening to this and being like, oh, we don't, we have sex once a year, like, whatever, I... I think it's down to personal preference, you know, and um, I certainly have an expectation of like an intimate connection weekly, and that wasn't happening, and just sort of figuring out that my hunger could take me in other places around self-care, around self-pleasure, and also connectivity, um, and communication, and sort of playing, I love how you talk about playing like that you make that time to play and like we would find other ways to be playful like outside the house so when we did get to go out for an hour for a walk or whatever we just made sure we just like had a lot of fun and like connected there you know so kind of leveling out my expectations around libido dropping off a bit in 2020 was a long-winded way of saying that my hunger didn't like become fierce it became curious
0: Oh my God. That's so beautiful though. Like what a nice way to reframe something that like, cause I felt I definitely had a similar experience in terms of like, you know, especially given the kind of stresses of the present moment, like socioeconomic, politically, like whatever, mm. um, that like, and, and also I think taking into account that both of us have been locked down with our partners respectively, which is awesome because mm. it's like, yeah. it's been I cannot imagine having to go through this alone. And my heart goes out to any, anybody who's either in a deeply unhappy relationship or having to kind of be all by themselves during this time. But, um, like that, that level of security and comfort doesn't necessarily equate into like high sex drives. (laughs) Mm. And that Mm. like, whatever I'm going through, especially being hyper aware of it now that we're having these conversations regularly, um, that, like, I am also dealing with another person with their whole deal, <laughs> you know?
1: Right, right. Like, I love that you said that because I think that's so important. I think, especially on the self discovery journey or the self care journey, and this word self, you know, like, and Seth Godin talks about it, like this idea of authenticity, mm. just meaning that we become incredibly selfish <laughs> because we're like so figuring out our authenticity, we completely oh, leave the other. <laughs> Like, but but my needs in this area and yes they are important but like let's factor in everything else that's going on you know and especially people who have kids I think was really fucking challenging for my friends who had kids in this time and and to make time and you know you're a teacher you're not only a teacher but you're a caretaker you're a cleaner you're the cooker you know you're doing everything and parents are just scrambling so like can we cut ourselves some slack? And it was interesting, like starting a podcast about intimacy and sex in a challenging time and like noticing the demon come up and be like, but who the fuck do you think you are? Like that voice was really strong. Like you don't have enough sex. Your sex isn't interesting enough. You're not like, but that's the reason I wanted to start a podcast about sex and intimacy was that like, we could have the conversation was like, what does it look like as I change as a woman and a human and a bisexual woman married to a man? Or like, how do I incorporate all these facets of myself while being in partnership with someone else and bringing somebody else into that space? Like, it doesn't have to be this linear one size fits all. And I think definitely in recovery can get very much like, this is what sex and recovery looks like. It looks like fucking binary marriage, basically, you know? And um, it it doesn't need to be... It doesn't need to be.
0: Totally, and I mean, I think that you know, this these conversations I think started in a, in a large that like part of the seed was, uh, uh, women's for the most part, some non-binary people have attended, which is awesome, but for the most part, women's meeting um, about the sex inventory specifically because it felt like no one was ever talking about it, um, and and. Again, like if you're if you're just tuning in, um, the sex inventory is part of a twelve step fourth step process um, where you kind of write down w- like who you harmed, where you've been at fault, where were you selfish in previous sexual or romantic relationships, and what's kind of a, come out of that was a like all of these fucking amazing like female friendships because everyone is, it is such a wildly different place and being so vulnerable and honest and curious and involving in, in said meeting um, that I think kind of inspired us to be brave enough to ask (laughs) relative strangers about their own sexual experiences. Um, But also that like, we're not here to fucking pathologize it, you know, that like, it's so much of that, the, the sex inventory, like, what we've what we been coming up against or what's come up to kind of time and time again in discussions of those questions of like, you know, where was I a bad dog? And like, granted, I was a fucking super selfish, destructive asshole when I was using in my sexual romantic relationships. But at the same time, like, where was I not at fault? You know, like, mm-hmm. where was I not standing up for myself? Where did I betray myself? Like not kind of harming others, but where did I place myself in a position to be harmed? And like kind of hurl myself to the dogs or whatever. Like those felt like more mm-hmm. pertinent questions, and to have a space of compassion for each other around that. Um, and
1: and also how that carries on in recovery, right? Totally. As well. Because we can totally. I know you and I have talked about this a lot, and especially the body neutrality stuff coming up. But again, like Jesse Neeland was an awesome guest that we got yes. to speak to about that. And you know, your experience with that i think is really interesting if you wouldn't mind just talking a little bit about that
0: no not at all i mean i was just going to kind of like talk about um the idea of like pathologizing sexual appetite as like addictive which i think on some spectrum can be like if i'm if i'm powerless over something in my life has become unmanageable that's and and that's around sex that does sound like it fits the addiction model but at the same time like if i have desire and I'm not quite sure how to um, say it or express it. And I carry shame around that. That's something different, you know? And so to kind of be able to like, as you said, like curiously, um, as opposed to kind of like aggressively have these conversations. So it's not just about like (laughs) to want is bad, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's been really beautiful because it's like, at this point, the more like colorful and diverse and broad the spectrum of like desire and sexuality and how to express that or not express that, like the full spectrum in every direction of what that might look like or how that might be lived is way more interesting than being like, Mm. I guess I'm sick, (laughs) you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think we can get into that. And I know, you know, one of the questions you asked me was like, how is it? how is doing podcasts like change taking people through a sex ideal and um like oh my god and also in my professional work just seeing I don't know it's it's like somebody gave me a new flavor that I've never had before <laughs> or a new color spectrum and then suddenly I'm through that flavor or that color spectr- spectrum I'm seeing like an entirely different world of recovery. Like my recovery and my ideas about recovery have changed so much because I was so much in that space in the, um, the preceding years to 2020 about just like suit up, show up no matter what, like, this is what we do. This is how we do this. And there was something about 2020 about like having to go in and connect more with like the inside job. And rely on that as a force and who you're seeing through Zoom and things like that, that changed just my palette around recovery and also how I work in that area and how I, how I hear people. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I hear people in this like visceral, different way when they're talking about their trauma. Whereas before I'd be like, okay, well, we need to look at the selfish, self-centered behavior in this. And now it's like, no. There's a whole other thing out there.
0: Yeah. Or that, know? like, oh, that's like the wound is talking. <laughs> like, right. this is your wound. This isn't your being a bad dog, you know?
1: Yeah. Which, Although it's not even the wound, but it's,
0: I don't know. Whatever the protective mechanism. A whole perspective.
1: Yeah, a whole perspective that's not considered.
0: You know? Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> what is it? Um, I was in therapy talking about it shout out david david never listens to this because he's not allowed <laughs> um, hi david Hi, David. Uh, david's my therapist <laughs> um, <laughs> we were talking about how um like if conscious and I, i'm seeing a lot more of this around like kind of end of the year like wrap-ups instead of like I've heard a lot and maybe it's kind of the the nature of the kind of social media accounts and following which are different, especially kind of in the direction of body neutrality where it used to be all like gym rats being like, here's my 18 back and here's how I start myself (laughs) being like, and yo, like more power to you if it's fucking working for you. But like for me, the bottom kind of fell out of that shit this year really hard in a very painful way and not that much changed in terms of like eating or exercise, but the whole mentality around um, how I think about my body is really shifting. And of course, like that really feeds sex and sexuality and like the experience of embodied sexuality. But um mm. he was talking about like if we move into quote unquote addictive behavior as like instead of seeing it as like this is where you're a fuck up and this is where you like, you know, you put on 20 pounds in quarantine, it's like, could it be seen as a creative adjustment? Like mm. and I remember Sonia Renee Taylor also obsessed, highly recommend her book, The Bo- uh The Body Is Not an Apology. Fantastic. But um, you know, she's like, if that's the thing that saved you and allowed you to survive this fucking hell hell pit of a fucking year, like if those twenty pounds were what your body needed to do to do to protect itself, then like right. bless them, you know, and I mean
1: mm. And but, thank you for doing your job. Yeah. You know?
0: totally so it's like is it a creative adjustment as opposed to like is it me being selfish self-centered and like trying to numb trying to escape it's like (laughs) maybe (laughs) but maybe um, maybe I could be nicer (laughs) to me and everyone else in the meantime
1: what about that
0: (laughs) (laughs) what about that
1: (laughs) where do you want to take sober sex in 2021 and what conversations are you feeling inspired to have
0: (sighs) Uh, I felt like I had an answer for this when I wrote that question. (laughs) Um,
1: This This was my question that I wrote.
0: Oh, I thought I wrote it. Never mind. Um, I don't... I I, I feel like I'm really open to, like, continuing to explore. I would like to kind of diversify our uh, interviews so it's not just, like, you know, white cis women <laughs> talking to other white cis women about their feelings. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think the guests that we have lined up so far are really, really exciting. And I'm really like, feel so inspired to kind of be able to have these conversations with people who I'm so curious about and respect so deeply. And I mean, for me, some of them are in the like, I'm very, very curious about the kind of, what is it? like sex magic but <laughs> like the the creative element of this like how that is embodied and how people kind of use that for their own uh expression even if like the last the epiphany of this last year has been discovering the work of Audrey Lord who I'm obsessed with highly recommended and she has this beautiful beautiful essay called uses of the erotic where it kind of talks about the erotic as like a lived space um and I'm so curious to kind of learn about what that means to other people, because like it, that shit changed my life, you know, like in terms of being like, it's this erotic energy is the thing that makes like, it gives my world color, you know, it helps me feel connected to my body. You know, it makes me like it in gestalt. (laughs) We talk about like the I thou relationship where like you have, instead of like me treating other people like, Oh, here, this is a, pair of scissors or whatever like this is a person with their own life and their own desire it's kind of like clicks everything on so i'm really excited to kind of explore what that question looks like in other other people's uh experience what about you it's really exciting just gonna keep calling you
1: I (laughs) i love that answer i think it's really um yeah i love that that it was kind of what i was trying to Depict earlier about like a different color, Mm -hmm. a different palette, being aware. And then suddenly, this erotic space for you, this like sex magic creation space is, I can just see how it's informed so much of your work as well, which is really exciting. And like, I think there's no coincidence that, you know, you stepped into your live work and seeing how you stepped into your power on stage as a live performer, not behind just the decks, you know, and, um, that's it's pretty epic to see All mate.
0: body headbanging
1: <laughs> and sexual and beautiful
0: thank you thank you for Glad seeing me. You.
1: I see you i see you i hear you and i like to headbang to you <laughs> where
0: do you want to go where do you want to take this bitch
1: i don't know i don't know oh no oh where do i want to take this this ship bitch <laughs> ship yeah. i am really curious about um i you know I love that we, you and I are so different. I guess selfishly because I'm on a journey, um, a big journey right now of change <gasps> in my life and <laughs> more will be revealed. Um, I'm excited about having conversation with parents and mothers and people in long-term relationships in sobriety and continuing to have those conversations and de um that really and you know keeping it as diverse and open as possible Hell
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I, I'm really curious also I think about like asexuality how that is a, <laughs> a sexuality <laughs> like right um and if there's any to, to be able to kind of like not just talk about like hey kinky pervs <laughs> what do you love yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean but to be able to kind of have to to be able to have in-depth conversations about kind of the, the full spectrum spectrum of absolutely what sex and sexuality can look like which is exciting
1: yes oh it's so exciting i'm thrilled to be on this journey with you lou let's fucking kill season two and we hope our listeners will continue to listen and feel free to light up in our dms and post any requests or any interest you have any or um yeah more we, topics we, yes. we'd love to hear from you and just hear who our audience is really and um, we're excited to finding out finding out more about you this season too
0: hell yeah where can they find us on the internet rose
1: at fuck yeah sober sex or at rosie remain or at louisa with three h's <laughs>
0: Perfect. Also, like, rate, subscribe. Everybody else says to do that. We, I don't think we've ever said to like, rate, and subscribe, but you know, we do, we would eventually like to. Our goal for this year is to find a network for this beautiful podcast so we can you know, make you listen to hilarious advertisements that we read.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or we'll sell things that we're, we're vaguely trying out. And then we're like, buy this.
0: I mean, yo, if you want to advertise on Summer Sex, we are so down for it. I would have
1: to like. Yeah. <laughs> definitely i just so you know advertisers i'm also a voice artist who does sell cosmetics with voice so you could you could have worse people to be advertising your products
0: yeah (laughs) tell them yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) bring it on on, Aaron. Aaron's, you need to support this
0: (laughs) okay i love you